it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. Hey, just a language warning for this episode. This episode has been brought to you by The Afterlight Institute. Ignite the light, magic, and miracles within. If you're a spiritual professional and have been building your skills and knowledge for years and feel ready to share this wisdom with the world, then The Afterlight Institute wants to work with you. If you want to create your very own online course without having to worry and stress about the technology and the marketing, then you are strongly urged to apply. All the details can be found at theafterlightinstitute.com. Lauren Grace here and welcome to The Afterlight. My guest today is Daniela Devine. Daniela is interested in bringing more beauty into the world. She's providing a light for others to find their own way. She is passionate about affecting change and transformation for all people and believes the quest to end human suffering is possible through connecting with and integrating all levels of self. Daniela's passion for making the world a brighter and more beautiful place for all has been expressed through various endeavors. She's worked as a psychic for over a decade, performing thousands of sessions. She's taught spiritual and psychic development workshops for over nine years with students from over 70 countries. And she's been a radio host in Sydney with her show, Conversations That Matter, and featured in national publications such as the Sun Herald. Currently, Daniela offers a range of products and services, including psychic readings, mentoring sessions, workshops, online classes, and her book, Journeying into Wholeness, is coming out soon. She operates her business on the beautiful mid-north coast of New South Wales. Now, this is part two of our conversation. So for a listener at home, if you're just tuning in, well, welcome. I would really strongly recommend that you actually hit pause on this episode and head back and listen to part one, because we're not going to be rehashing part one very much. We're going to be launching right into part two, because once you listen from uh, to Daniela, you'll be like, damn, this girl has a lot to say and I want to hear it. So I would recommend you hit pause and then come back and let's get into part two. So Daniela, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Such a pleasure to be here. So some of the things that we did not get to last episode was uh, clear smelling, clear tasting, and a bunch of other things that I sort of teased about, which we'll get into in this show. Before we start, I do want to say that I uh, learned a lot from our last conversation, and I actually started putting some of that into place kind of right away. So uh, again, for oh, our listeners at home, if you didn't listen to part one, this is going to be confusing to you, but I'm going to assume that you did. So you know how um, last time we were talking, Danielle, I was quite confused about how clear feeling and clear knowing were kind of two different things. I started to pay attention after we spoke about clear feeling a little bit more. And I started to recognize that I do actually get validation in ways that I maybe never really realized they were validating me. So for example, uh, I'm working on a new business project and uh, I'm working with my business partner on this stuff. And then all of a sudden I just get this Mm. surge of total excitement. Like I want to go out loud, you know, it's it's (laughs) this crazy kind of rush of feeling. And I think before I just always thought, yeah, this is awesome. But now I understand there's something more within that. There's that sort of validation that I don't think I was picking up on before. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And that's, I think a lot of people do get that inspiration and that um, all of a sudden that, that, that feeling that um, they want to go impulse to go in a certain direction um I think like it's coming so strong for you because you are working with your psychic gifts your intuition Mm. and that's so great the fact that you now know for sure that that's guidance and it and it somehow does even magnify that sense um even more when Mm. we're aware that that is guidance that's coming through so I would say like even like it's such a great example that you've used um for, for the the person that's listening to this podcast if you do get inspiration and you get an impulse, like say you wake up in the morning and you were heading to the beach and you get this really strong feeling like I really want to go to the mountains today or I really want to go to see my friend today and it feels really right and there's a feeling of excitement Mm. with that, that's guidance. So we're getting it all the time and I think just the fact that you've highlighted that's such a great example (laughs) 
such a great story because that's so relatable. Everyone gets those feelings. Look, I wouldn't say everyone, like some people are um, out of touch with their natural guidance system, but that is going, that can be going on every day for people. And sometimes they might follow it. Sometimes they may not. And just a really good, just highlighting that that is guidance. Yeah. So good. Yeah, no, I think you're totally right. And I think Daniela, like one of the things that we do is we just get so used to operating the way that we've always operated. And, you know, what we were discussing a lot in our last episode together were all of these ways that people can connect to spirit and enhance their intuition. So we did go over clear seeing, clear hearing, clear feeling, and clear knowing or thinking. But what we didn't actually get into was the clear smelling or tasting. So can we talk about those a little bit? And are they as common as the other ones? Yes. Um, so the four main clairs, which um, are the clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, claircognizance. So feeling, seeing, uh, knowing and hearing. So those are the four main ones. Those are the main ways that we will receive psychic information. So the two less common ways are the clair smelling so that is the clair aliens and then the um, clear tasting which is the clair gustin so these are not two gifts that I generally work with that much occasionally I will get um, oh I smell I smell um, say I'm doing a reading for someone and look and 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 um, this is not my focus and that's probably why like okay let me backtrack a little bit so say I'm doing um, a reading on someone and their grandfather comes through in the reading. And so um, their grandfather used to smoke the pipe and, and, and so they have this association with their grandfather with the smell of tobacco. And so I'm doing a reading and that smell comes through in a reading. So I, I, I smell it and obviously there's no smoke in the room. And I say, look, I'm smelling this. Did your grandfather used to smoke a pipe? And they say, yes. And so that's not like, you know, reading past of a loved ones is not my specialty. And sometimes they come through in a reading and I might receive a smell. And so that's like an identifying characteristic. So the grandfather will have um, in a way um, sent that information through, through that psychic sense so that I would be able to say that. And then that person would, that, that loved one would identify that, Oh yes, that's my grandfather. So that is like one of the ways that um, we can pick up on that psychic information. And, um, and then there is the clear tasting. So that is when people actually taste. Um, so obviously we, we can taste things in our, in our five sensory world and as we can smell things, but, you know, in spirit, how would we taste in spirit? So say, for example, um, we're doing a reading on someone and, um, and it's for a past of a loved one. And that person really loved M&Ms and we get the taste of M&Ms in our mouth and we go, Oh, I'm tasting, I'm tasting M&Ms. And maybe then we say to our, you know, I might say to my client, you know, I did, did that person really love M&Ms? It can manifest in different ways. It's not only with past of a loved ones. So say, for example, um, this often happens with my wife, where um, she'll really feel like something for dinner and I'll taste it in my mouth because she's thinking about it. And on some level, on a psychic level, I'm picking up on that energy. Like it's like almost like it's it, that energy is filtering through my system. And one of the ways that I can then um, process that and is I taste it. So that's another way that it can, it, it can come through. So um, it's, a, it's like a funny one and, and a lot of people won't experience this in their lifetime. And yet it's really great to highlight that that is one of the ways that the psychic world and the spirit world will um, will connect with us and will feed us through information. And look, some people are psychic smelling and tasting all the time, and this might even be their primary clear sense. Mm. Um, so especially, if, I find especially if there's someone that connects with past of a loved ones a lot, because it's such a... Um, you know, you'd really, you know, if someone had a real big gift with the, with Passover loved ones, with connecting with them, then that, that's a primary way that the spirit world's going to give us information. So that they're the ones that I find most commonly have that active. That's so cool. And one thing we also learned just then is that if you are in a relationship with a psychic, it's very hard to keep anything secret or private. <laughs> 
That this so. is correct. <laughs> so maybe we can talk about that with regards Impossible. to psychic ethics and psychic protection in just a few minutes. <laughs> but before we get to Abs- that, yeah, we will. Okay, let's talk a little bit about how to kind of identify your strongest Claire, because I know last time when we spoke, we did talk about how very often people do have maybe a dominant Claire and then maybe not a dom- another Claire that's maybe not quite as dominant, but how do you kind of defin- uh, differentiate between the two? Do you have like a process or is it just about being self-aware? Yes, there are processes that we can do, um, little exercises that we can do to determine which is our primary predominant Claire. So, so um, if, okay, so think about the last movie that you saw and when you recall that movie, are you more likely to remember the voices of the actors or actresses and how their voice sounded or the music score? Are you more likely to remember how the movie made you feel what emotions were evoked within you? Um, are you more likely to think about how pro- thought-provoking the storyline was? Or may- maybe are you more likely to remember what the actors or actresses, what they look like, the characters, what the set, remember what the set looked like? So just for kind of like how you take in information in the physical world is usually pointing to which Claire sense um, is the most active and how you're going to most likely take in information in the psychic world. So if you answered that it was, um, you know, the way that the um, actors or actresses, the way that that and, and, and the way that the movie made you feel, that would be the Claire sentience. So potentially, you know, it's, it's more about the psychic feeling for you and that's how you're going to receive through the psychic information. Or if it's, you know, what, what their voices sounded like, that's the Claire audience. Um, or what the set or the actresses or actors look like, that's the clairvoyance. Or thought-provoking, how thought-provoking the storyline, that's the Claire cognizance or clear thinking or knowing. So we can kind of really pay attention to that in our everyday life. If we're very visual people, most commonly we're going to have our gift of clairvoyance more activated. You know, if we're very highly empathic and everything's about the way we feel, we're going to most likely be more clairsentient or clairfeeling. If we're more tuned into music, like if we've always loved music, you know, we need to have music on all the time. We love speaking a lot. Um, You know, we love sounds. Um, We're really tuned into how sounds make us feel as well. We're tuned in on that level. So that can be the, 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 the audience, the, the clear hearing, or if we are really, I find people that are really like um, into books and really they love thinking a lot and they love like philosophy and they love that. I find those are the more clear cognizance, which is the clear knowing or the thinking, which is like receiving information in that way. So, you know, you can kind of determine where your gifts lie depending on, like I said before, how you are taking in information in the physical world, what sort of a learner you are, you know, like, you know, when you're in school or at some point in your life, did someone say, you know, you're a kinesthetic learner, feeling learner, or you're a visual learner, or so we can really pay attention to that. But there is another way that we can really determine, you know, how we're taking in that information. And that is just through the words that we're using. So if someone is telling us a story, are we more likely to say, I know what you're saying. I know what you mean, which is more the knowing sense, clear cognizance, or I feel what you're saying. Yeah, I feel that, which is more the feeling sense, the clairsentience, or what about I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see that, which is the clairvoyance, or I hear what you're saying. I hear that, which is the clear audience, which is the hearing. So just by the language that we're using and the words that we're using, we can see how we're taking in that information. Um, and that will relate to how we take in the psychic information. So, so with you, Lauren, do, are you aware of what words that you use when, mm. when say, say I'm sharing a story with you? Like, are you aware, like, what, what do you most commonly say? I was trying to think about that. And then I thought, oh, well, I have said before, yeah, I can feel that. But then I yes. probably also say I can see that because the thing is that when I was recalling the movie I last watched, it was all, it was a visual. And I know that I pay a lot of attention to how things look because I'm really drawn to color yes. and texture and things like that. So I guess I'm confused. <laughs> I, I, yeah. um, so color, visual, texture would be feeling, I would say. 
okay to actually be feeling so texture as in as in texture do you mean how it feels or how it looks the texture yeah how it looks like the waves or the shape Ah, on the on a leaf for example or um so visual yeah I would think probably more visual but I'm going to be paying more attention to whether or not I say things like I see or yeah because I don't think I've really spent much time looking at the way that I'm responding in a conversation in that manner so I'm definitely really really interested in kind of seeing how I do naturally react in the future. So yes. Yeah. I guess the movie exercise is definitely, yeah. I, I definitely do see, I would say. And then I just recalled, you know, cause I I'm empathic. I, I feel people's stuff also. So I think I kind of have that um, as a natural yes. tendency too, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and it's interesting because different people will take in information different ways and that's where sometimes there's, commu- you know, there can be communication breakdown or the way someone's explaining something, someone else does, just doesn't get that. They need it explained in, the, in another way mm. um, because of the language that that person is using and just the, then the processing of the other person. So it's really interesting to note that di- different people are taking in the world and the, what, the psychic world in very different ways. And yet we can all get the same information and say, say on a psychic level, we're, for example, receiving from our spirit guides, um, and I touched on this last time, is a person that is feel, has a feeling sense and is, and is very strong with their feelings, they can get the same level of information as specific as someone that is hearing words and hearing all the psychic information through words that they're hearing or sentences that they're hearing in their mind. So, you know, it really is about um, trusting and, and, and going with where you're natural gifts lie and not trying to kind of be other than where you are naturally so if you're a feeling a feeling person not going well I want to be a seeing person because that's what psychic is but to really go okay I'm a feeling person let's work with that yeah yeah I remember I spoke with one guest before and um, we were talking about that and I was basically talking about how I wanted to uh, run before I could walk you know and she was telling me that I really needed to you know work on (laughs) Yeah, my natural skills build a foundation there and then the other clairs will come. And so that's what I've understood from what you're talking about. It's, hey, yeah, maybe you think on some level you want to be, you know, receiving information on a different way. But if you can receive the exact information in the way that's natural to you, you know, Mm. it would make sense that you would want to pursue that. I guess it's just maybe that people don't talk about you know, when you think about a psychic, like you said there, you just automatically think clairvoyant, right? You don't necessarily think about a psychic in terms of maybe claircognizant. I mean, I, I, I didn't really anyway, I can't speak yeah. for at home. Yeah. But yeah, it's really, interesting. yeah. 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 And, and, and I think the, the, the last thing I'll say here is, is, you know, if we we're all wanting, not, I won't say we're all but it's very like a very common thing for us to kind of see out there what other people are doing and go, oh, that, that, that's where it's at. And, and yet we find that when we really just pay attention to what's going on within us, we will, we will get everything that we need. We have access to everything that we need within us. And I really find that when we are fully um, in where we're at, so we're fully in like say, say our feeling sense, that is then the doorway to everything else. So we're like, okay, let's, let's, really pay attention to our natural feelings. So many people are overriding them. So many people are not paying attention because we've been taught that on some level to not listen and to not trust our own our own senses. Um, yeah. And in a way we've been trained away from our, our natural guidance system. So it really is in many ways an unlearning and to not, not, not have our focus be out there, but to go, okay, what is my truth? What is, what, who, who am I? What, what is going on for me? What is natural for me? And to really connecting in with our, really connecting with our true essence. That is then, it's like, you know, so many of us are learning from spiritual books and we're learning how to do this spiritual path. And, and sometimes that can, that can be really great. But, and what I find is when we are, tr- and when, when we give ourselves the space to tune in with self, that's when all our answers come and that's when we feel like the process is more natural and more organic and we can really start moving forward in a more powerful way um so I find that 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 can make a difference is just go with what's organic yeah go with who you are 
connect yeah. with self, who you were as a child. Mm, that's so good. I think I've shared on the show before that, you know, a couple of years ago, I um, had a little bit of like a mini mental breakdown. And I think the reason for that was because, well, I know the reason for that rather is because I was so inundated with information in my mind that I just could not compute. It was just, I had too much going on that I wasn't able, I wasn't grounded. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't present. And I was trying to think about too many things that it actually ended up crippling me. And I, I actually backed away from spirituality for about four years. And that's where I worked on, I found Eckhart Tolle and I recognized I needed to be in the present. And that really brought me back to where I am now. But where I'm going with that right. is that kind of what you were talking about when we're reading all these books and we're doing all these courses and classes and we're listening to all these podcasts and we're doing all these things, there are a lot of suggestions and ways of, you know, that you could be, that you can, you know, look into the spiritual world or, or be on the spiritual path. But like you said, when you come back to self, come back to presence and listen to your own inner truth, that's really where you're going to find your guidance. Do you think that our intellect, our ego, our mind really does sort of, you know, it's almost try to rationalize our experiences, you know, for example, I feel this way and it must be because X, Y, Z, my, my mind is telling me as opposed to just trusting that right. innate feeling. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, our mind, I mean, our mind has an opinion about everything yeah. and um, that, that can really keep people feeling like a lack of contentment, a lack of fulfillment, a lack, you know, we, we sometimes don't allow ourselves just to even just celebrate our small successes because our mind has something to say about it and where we should be. And, and, and yet the, the soul and the spirit has a different truth. And, and when we just, when we continue to strip back the layers um, of our conditioning and, and our beliefs of, of how we should be or, or um, even like measuring ourselves against where we think we should be, you know, we are, we can be our own harsh, harshest critic. Um, and we've internalized a lot of the, what um, our society and, and, and our parents and authority figures have said, we've internalized a lot of that and, and it does lead us away from ourselves. Um, and so it is good to be aware of all of those thoughts that can come up in our mind, um, all of those opinions about our experiences, because when we just take the, mo take the time to tune in with ourselves, and we can do that simply through our breath and ask ourselves what it, what its truth what what mm. our truth is about what is going on in front of us you know and 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 actually what it truly needs in life to be happy and to be content because what our head is saying we need versus what our spirit is saying is two very different things like mm -hmm. many of us are on this race to accumulate certain things or to be to be someone um, to to or to be spiritual to be successful to be have the house have the car manifest you know let's get this you know a law of attraction thing going and and manifest and, and all of these things so that then we can be content and then we can be fulfilled mm -hmm. and that's not the purpose of what mm -hmm. our our spirit wants and what our soul wants so even within I do find even within the spiritual community there's a lot of um, beliefs and there's a lot of things that can be separate from what the soul and what someone's spirit is what their truth is. So I think it's like, you know, it's a good, it is a good conversation to be having. And, and just a reminder of, you know, just keep coming back to self, you know, the, the essential self, the, the soul that doesn't need a lot. It doesn't need a lot to feel that contentment and it has always access to profound truth and wisdom. And, and that can sometimes require us not listening to what other people are saying mm -hmm. and to instead listen to the voice listen to the voice within I feel like that's a song yeah <laughs> like I don't, a Whitney Houston yeah, song yeah I think it's Houston song <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's um, definitely yes, very that's... familiar <laughs> yes some kind of Disney song I, think... I remember last yes, time when we is. were talking <laughs> last time we were talking you did mention that when you're working towards service or being of service to others that's also when your spiritual gifts do tend to grow and to build and develop why do you think that is and exponentially exponentially grow and evolve because 
when we set an intention to make a difference for others, we are given all the resources that we need to make that happen. And that includes being tapped into spirit being t- and, and, and how many guides show up, how many, like so many guides, yeah. spiritual guides show up for us to be able to make that possible, to bring through the energy that we need, to support and resources always show up for us with a big enough vision. That's what happens. So we become our greatest selves when we choose to be of service. We become our biggest mm-hmm. selves. Our, our, we, we expand on such a beautiful, profound level when we, when we invite in that consciousness, when we set that clear intention. So I find that that is the path to all that we want is actually making a difference and serving others. Right. Um, and and that's really when our spiritual path and, and um, all of that really kicks in. Like that's when I find that when our focus is beyond ourselves, that's when we, we grow and we become, mm-hmm. we become our full potential. So does nice. that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's kind of, you know, it's the whole thing when you're in alignment, then everything flows. You know, when we're resisting, that's where we have conflict. That's where we, you know, things really aren't working the way that, you know, maybe we intend or we hope. And then the minute that we start to align ourselves with what feels good and, you know, being of service to others, not at a detriment of being service to ourselves, obviously feels good. You yes. know? And I guess that's what it sounds like is when you're in alignment, then the, you know, in the alchemist, it's talking about how the universe conspires something along those lines to give you everything you hoped when you're in alignment with your truth. Yes. So in regards to that, you know, how can you sort of differentiate sometimes between your imagination and spirit? And I'll just use this as an example. So I'm an Aries and um, that means that I like to do everything super quickly and I don't always think things through because the minute someone says something and I go, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. And sometimes I think to myself, yes, I'm totally being guided to do this thing, right? Uh, but it doesn't always work out necessarily the way that I have thought it might have. So (laughs) am I, you know, maybe misreading the signs? Am I being a little bit too impulsive or, you know, then you could go down the whole conversation about, well, maybe I was supposed to learn that lesson. I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, how do we know when spirit is coming through and giving us an impression versus just our own innate natural way of reacting to things or whether or not we're just making it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So difference between uh, imagination versus guidance. So that's yeah. an a interesting one because for many people, guidance will come through the imagination. That is a portal for spirit to bring their guidance. So when we daydream often and daydream about you know what we want to be doing, that can often be guidance coming through. So it's not about disregarding the imagination. So I think, yeah, your question is maybe we won't say so much imagination maybe we'll say what what is guidance what what isn't guidance what isn't coming from that higher place what isn't coming from that guided place so um and and I just want to bring in here that you know there there is guided and not guided and then there is um when it's coming from a a place not for our highest good so say actually I don't know if I want to get into this you might need to edit this out I just had a feeling I don't want to go into this um so let me just backtrack Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um and I was, I, my head wanted, okay, this is a great example. My head wanted to go into it. My heart, my guides were like, uh-uh, let's, let's not go there. Okay. Um, yeah. So confuse people. Yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah. Um, so let me just think about your question and go back to, we'll stop it at the imagination. So, so the difference between when it's coming from a guided place versus a not guided place. Um, so when it's coming from a guided place and I, I said this, um, last week's episode is we usually it usually is accompanied with physical sensations so we get the confirmation through our physical senses so that is maybe a rush of energy through our body maybe an excitement that feels really right and it feels like we're aligned Um, we might get air pressure changes or temperature fluctuations in our body some sort of physical signal and that's usually confirmation so if you're getting that, I would say definitely move forward with that, whatever, what, say you're being presented with something um, by someone else, an opportunity, and, and you're listening to the opportunity and it, something's happening within your body and your being. It's like your, your energy is registering it and it feels really good. That is guide. That's almost like your, your, your being and your spirit. And it would be the guides also saying, 
yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that I would say, yes, that is definitely guidance. Um, mm-hmm. Move forward with that. Absolutely. And um, I would say when someone suggests something, an opportunity is presented um, and you on a head level, you know, it's, it's kind of like, okay, what is my head? What is my heart? Yeah. yeah what is yeah. my, my, my heart, my heart knows when my heart knows when there's energy and something to be explored, that's going to be beneficial. That's going to be for the highest good. The heart knows this, the head sometimes goes, wow, this is a really good opportunity. This is a, oh, I can, I can even see that this is going to be great. And then, and then that head kind of gives the, you can feel the excitement with it. Mm-hmm. and there's an excitement with it and your head really wants it to work and, <laughs> and then there's the kind of and then you go oh I'm feeling excited this much that this must be guided so it's yeah. kind of about really um, paying attention um wh- where where am I where am I when I'm when I'm listening to this can I you know when when you're listening allow the heart to listen and if there's no energy there when I say the heart it's kind of like you bring your awareness down to your heart area and you might even want to breathe. And then, you know, for someone that's listening at home, that's never, that's never done this before. Um, you can, you know, start to just bring your conscious awareness, like focused from your head and visualize down to your heart and just, and just listen with your heart to what someone else is saying. Your heart will know if it's a good idea. And, and we, we need to be very aware of sometimes we'll be, we won't feel any energy in our heart. And we might even get a, this is not the right, this is not the right path. Mm. And we might go, no, 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 I'm not listening to that. Let's go back up to the head because it's for this reason, this reason, this reason, it is a good idea. And I'm going to miss out if I don't do this. So of course I'm going to follow my head. I can't follow my heart right now, even though my heart's saying, this is not the right, this is not going to work out. This is, this is not right for right now. Like the, the heart that when we tune into the heart's energy, it usually has a lot to say it can be very subtle but usually there is there is a knowing about the truth of of a situation or the truth of maybe even a person yeah. um say relationships we, we might get a sense but our head is going but and it can be opposite the head saying opposite or maybe other people are saying opposite to what our heart is saying so mm. that can be you know that is usually a really big lesson for a lot of people on, on this and we usually are given quite a few tests in a way with this um, on the path to really developing that trust in self and and our psychic mm-hmm. awareness which is connection to soul and self is you know can you in the face of all that all the all the five sensory information that we're given um and and say and say we've met someone and they're amazing and on paper they're amazing and and we talk to them say this is a potential partner and we talk to them and you know, incredible. And, and we line up but on a deeper knowing level. I don't mean our fears about relation on a deeper knowing level. We know something's not quite right. It might even, it might be a business relationship. It might be, you know, it might be, I'll, I'll give an example of this. So I, many, many years ago, I um, listened to this talk. This guy was promoting this eco village and, and he it was about a half an hour talk and he was talking about how amazing this eco village would be. And, and we'd all have a chance to own a piece of land. And, and there was about 60 people in the room and we all walked outside after the talk and everyone was like, this guy is amazing. Oh my God, what an amazing opportunity. The whole time listening to this talk, I was like, I cannot believe, I can't, I do not believe a word this guy is saying. I can, mm. there is something off here. There is something so off here. And I was like, how are you not seeing this? Like how? But everyone else was so swept up with what was being said, what was being communicated, what was, you know, this, and, and, and it turned out that this man was such a, um, he was, look, there are many, there are many words. A swindler. He was a swindler. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that could be one of the words. Yes. So, you know, (laughs) what we use to, you know, judge, but, um, but not for the highest good and, and malintent and, and, and you know set people down a course that um led them to lose mi- like millions of dollars sort of thing because they invested and anyway all this all wow. this sort of stuff so so that was that was an example of me going me me allowing myself to tune into my truth is very different to everyone else's truth about the situation mm-hmm. and very different to what i'm hearing very different but i i from a very early age 
I seem to always, I could not, um, I, I, I always, always trusted my inner truth. It was always so clear. I always knew whether someone was lying or telling the truth always. That was yeah. one thing that was always switched on for me. So I've never, awesome. I never disconnected myself from that sense. And I think for the, you know, that you're listening at home, I think, you know, pay attention to when your mm. inner truth says something different mm-hmm. to what you're receiving on a five sensory level and, and, and trust that, you know, we abandon ourselves. We, re- we reject our truth. We, we veer away from ourselves and then we wonder why we're so disconnected from self. And it's because in those little moments when we are receiving that guidance, we turn our back on it. Yeah. And then yeah. that can lead, up, lead us down a path that is not for our highest good. And then we yep. wonder what went wrong. And it's because we, in those moments that we were receiving guidance, we didn't listen. We didn't pay attention. We didn't take action. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, you know, that I think it's, it's always great to remind ourselves and the listener at home as well, is that no matter how far you've gone down that road, just turn around and go back, just pivot. <laughs> you know, if you realize, wait, yeah. a minute, I missed sign one, two, three, four, five, but I'm getting it on sign number six. Well, you have a choice. You can continue to go down that road or you can stop, cut your losses and then, you know, choose a different route. So, you know, I think some people, they, they might feel committed, like, oh no, I need to see this out or I need to see this through, or I need to do this thing. Cause I said I would. And, uh, you know, you're allowed to change your mind in life, right? Yes. I think that's important to remember. Yes. And be aware of don't worry about upsetting people or not taking action in the direction of your soul's truth because you're worried about hurting someone or making someone yeah. uncomfortable. That's the last, that's the last thing I'll say about that. Yeah, that's so true. All right. Let's talk about psychic protection yeah. because uh, that's one thing that you did want to bring up last time and, and we didn't have time to do that. So I've, I've talked to uh, quite a few guests uh, at this point and you know, everyone sort of has their own opinion about it. Some people don't think they really need it because mm. all's love. Um, other people think you do need it. You need to be really aware of the guidance that you're getting and, you know, um, the influences that you allow into your life. So what's your sort of stance mm. on psychic protection? How would you define it and why is it important? Yes. Okay. So first of all, psychic protection is, it might be guides and angels that we use or certain tools or invocations that we use to protect our energy field, our aura, our chakras from outside energies that may not be for our highest good. So it's the things that we do to protect ourselves, basically. So, okay, this is a really big topic. And I did like a five-hour course on Udemy about psychic protection because it is so big and everyone experiences the psychic world so differently. And that's why some people are like, it's all about love. We don't need psychic protection. And for them, that is their truth because they are anchored in that space. Yet for other people who um, are having issues with psychic protection and they find that they are attracting negative entities or negative energies, they do need techniques and tools to be able to work through that and then maybe get to the space of love where they're at such a high vibration that those lower energies they are mismatched to the low and they won't even come into their field at all. They're not even aware of those lower energies. So wherever someone is at on their psyche protection journey is great and perfect and, 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 and we can work with wherever they're at. Yeah. So, you know, when, when it would be important would be some people have fears around opening up psychically and spiritually because of everything that we've been taught in the media. And maybe someone's had a really negative experience um, where they feel like maybe they've all of a sudden, um, had really negative thoughts about um, all of us and they f- maybe feel like a negative entity has come into their field um, or, or maybe someone experienced with the Ouija board and they had a really scary experience. So I find with the work around psychic protection, when people know about what exists out there and they know about what you know negative entities and negative energies and then how to work with the psychic world and the spirit world, so that they can avoid all of that, they're more likely to be able to open up their channel and open up their beautiful gifts because they feel safe. They know what's out there. They have their eyes open and they know how to avoid those energies. They know what to do with their own energy system. So I find that it is very important to have our, our eyes open and know what's out there so that, we, so that we can know if we do come into contact with a negative energy or entity, what to do with that. And we know how to open up our spiritual gifts, how to connect with guides, we know that we, we know who to connect with 
and we know we're going to have a safe experience. And I find that when people feel that they're safe and they're held and they're protected, their gifts can fully open. What I was wondering, I mean, you did mention that you have a five-hour course on psychic protection, but maybe what would be some sort of easy ways that people can, you know, protect themselves? I know a big part about working with spirit is having that intention. So can you just have that intention and go, all right, spirit, I'm going to just intend that I'm just going to uh, attract everything that's on a high frequency. And uh, so it is. And so it is. Or is there another way of doing it? (laughs) That is one way. So what I find is that the intention is a really big one. And what we absolutely want to do is set the intention to only work with the highest level spirit guides. Um, And that's something that you can say if you're wanting to connect with your spirit guides and angels is, I only want to work and connect with the highest level spirit guides and anyone else that wants to come in, you're not invited. And that will naturally filter out any of those lower energies, lower vibrations, negative entities, all of that. So you can feel pretty safe uh, just in setting that intention that that's who you will attract. So yes, um, what you're saying about um, setting that intention, that's a really big one. There are other things that you can do as well. Um, I would recommend before you want to connect in to spirit guides or um, receive intuition, say you're wanting to tune into your heart energy, get into that higher vibration. That might be through going out into nature. Nature naturally clears our energy and we we raise our vibration because we exchange those life-giving energies with trees and and plants and, and with grass even. And so that will set us at a higher vibration that will enable us to listen to our spirit, listen to our soul. It's going to put us in the receptive space to be able to hear the information from those higher realms. So sometimes it is about meditation. Meditation is another way. Sometimes it is about um, allowing ourselves, raising our vibration, and then we put ourselves in that receptive, receptive space to be able to receive the information from guides and angels. Um, and so, you know, one of the ways to psychically protect ourselves is to raise our vibration, is to connect with the heart space. I know we might, if we say affirmations, that can naturally raise our energy. And we may find that we just don't attract any negative or low energies at all. And yet then we might have a little phase in our life where we're not looking after ourselves and maybe we're working ourselves you know, we're overworking ourselves and working like 12 hours a day or whatever it might be. And then we find that we start to attract more negative energies um, and maybe our, our minds start to become more negative. And that is literally as a result, we, it's like we're our, our vibration lowers and we, we become a match to those lower energies. So I would say part of psychic protection, raise your energy, go into nature, do things that you love, look after yourself, nourish yourself, that all, that increases is your frequency that's a natural form of psychic protection and then there are other ways that I find really helpful um, when like say say someone feels that they are attracting negative energies um, or if they go into busy environments they feel overwhelmed with energy that they might pick up um, you can call on certain beings and archangels that will help to protect your aura and protect your energy field so archangel michael is like the number one being guide archangel that is he's like the uh, psychic protection archangel so what he can do is he can put a shield of light around someone and it's like a royal blue royal purple color so we can actually say archangel michael and the way we call upon him is just repeating his name a few times in our mind or out loud so archangel michael archangel michael archangel michael can you please put a shield of light around me to protect me from any negative or low energies and so he puts that shield of light so that it allows in all the high vibrational energy or the energies or the loving energies but it will filter out anything that's not going to be for our highest good any negative negative energies any lower energies and it really strengthens our aura so that is something that people can do if they're feeling particularly open one day or vulnerable or sensitive or they feel like they just need a little bit of extra protection call on archangel michael ask him to put a shield of light around you and that will just give that extra that extra layer of protection beautiful beautiful and then you know kind of like what we're just alluding to there's no wrong way of doing it so as long as you know you're intending 
to uh, to be protected and safe than than you will be. So I think sometimes you know people might get caught up with the the whole intellect comes in and it's like, but how do I know for sure I'm doing it right? Well, there you know there isn't a wrong way, right? Right? Yeah. There is not a there it, no there isn't a wrong way. It's all about intention and and what I find especially with the angels and guides if we're working on that level for psychic protection is just even the prayer or the intention, please protect me. That's easy. That is, that can be enough. So absolute. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. That's perfect. All right. Well, just before we wrap up, because we're already at our, basically our hour again, because that's just what happens when you and I talk, it's amazing. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about psychic ethics mm-hmm. because if people are developing their psychic skills, uh, it would be important, you would think, that they also learn to discern what information to share with people, as well as what information to maybe try to tap into. So, I mean, you've been in a, you've been a psychic for your life. So, how have you sort of gone about, I guess, respecting the boundaries of others? How do you decipher when to tell people things or not? Do you have a process? And yes, can you please share that with me? Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, so the boundaries, that's a really big one because there are people that don't want, you know, there are many people that don't, wouldn't want me to look into their energy field, that, 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 that wouldn't want another person to know what's going on in their inner world. And so it's really important to respect that. And, and so I don't walk around tuning into everyone actually I, I I do quite the opposite <laughs> I keep my energy to myself because that's part of my um, energetic maintenance like I don't want to be picking up on just anything out there so it serves me as much as it is an ethical thing that I don't that I don't tune into other people that don't want to be read and that haven't asked for me to tune into them and that's something that's really important the that the, the ethics side of things is is just to really respect and and to only tune in when someone's asked you to or and and that that, when I say tune in so that's on a conscious level so I in sessions you know people obviously give me permission to tune in during a psychic reading session so I will tune in for that hour and then I will close myself off after that I'll close down my channel and then I will get on with my day and I'm just Daniela the human and, and so that is, that's that, that conscious opening up and, and, and consciously closing down. And I just bring my aura back in a little bit and I breathe and I, I, I disconnect, I disconnect from my client. And that's my like, you know, little uh, ritual that I do. And, and then there's, you know, sometimes people will pick up on, on energies just randomly and they're like, well, is that ethical? But I'm just picking up on energies mm. randomly. So what I would say to that is, is um, then it is probably more about because we don't want to be picking up on all the riffraff no. out there. It's just draining. It, it's 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 taxing on our energy system. It's draining, absolutely draining. We don't need for what purpose are we picking up on this information energy? So we can begin to focus our energy system, and and that is through our intention. So we can actually through our intention say, I only want to. I don't want to pick up on information energy from other people. I only want to pick up on on guidance from the higher guides. You can literally set your intention. I only want to pick up on that higher guidance. I don't want to just pick up energy from everyone out there. Only when it, I need to know something, bring that information through me or when I've consciously asked for this information to come through, please bring it through. So you can, you know, it's almost like rules with the universe or like boundaries with the, mm-hmm. the, the psychic world. You can really set them clearly and, and keep, a, keep kind of keep affirming them to yourself. I don't, you know, it's none of my, I, I, one of the things I used to say to myself, and this was an, an energetic boundary, none of my business. I don't want to know. <laughs> it's none of my business because mm. sometimes, you know, when we're, when we're curious or interested about what someone is going through, we naturally connect with them. We, we will start to get feedback. We do. As soon as we're curious and we're kind of, we are inquiring, like we're not aware of it, but we, we do, we kind of inquire into some, and we start to feel things. So whenever I notice myself starting to, I'm like, okay, none of my business. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. If I'm meant to know something, please bring it through. Um, so I'm very clear mm. with boundaries and not all psychics are as clear. Um, I, you know, sometimes I'll set the intention that, you know, I remember I, w- I went on a course one weekend and I set the intention, if anyone really needs my help this weekend, I'm open. 
you you can bring your messages through me it's okay for some reason I just felt almost guided to Mm. say that um and and that weekend you know someone's um daughter who had actually committed suicide came through to me and it was like the synchronicities that lined up so that we'd be sitting together me and her mum so that I could relay some messages were like incredible it was just beautiful and that you know for whatever reason that you know that was orchestrated by spirit but usually you know, I, I, I don't act in that way. I'm just Daniela and, and I've set very clear boundaries around that. And I, I, you know, with my relationships, this is something that can be really big for people is, is that they, they think to be a psychic, they have to be psychic all the time. Um, and, and they bring it into their relationships and they, they become the helper for all their friends. And, you know, they're the one that has the wisdom and the guidance for their friends. And I find that that can sometimes get in the way of, of our relationships because we kind of go into that guide, um, role and dynamic and 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 it can and what I just thought for me so much simpler just to be Daniela I'm not a psychic when I'm with my friends I'm not a psychic when I'm with my wife although sometimes I'll pick up (laughs) on things because we're so connected yeah telepathic telepathically you know um that's just what (laughs) happens it's it's hard to avoid um but yeah I I am I'm very I'm very clear about that for them on an ethical level yeah as much as for me on a on an energetic maintenance psychic hygiene level I guess I was wondering too you know when you're reading with somebody when you're reading for somebody you know very often I would imagine that people come to you and they want they want confirmation on on certain questions or they want certain answers you know especially if they're really invested in something and they're coming to you for your expertise how do you sort of navigate telling people what they want to hear but need to hear also I mean is there kind of a fine balance do you sometimes you know if somebody comes to you and they really want you to tell them yes and the answer is clearly no how do you kind of deal with that Mm. is it your Mm. place (laughs) yeah yeah so um that's an interesting one it's funny I was just having a conversation with another psychic about this very thing so it's interesting you should be bringing that up because she had a client who had come to her like 20 times over the last two wow. years um, around a relationship question and really wanted this specific answer. And so would ask the question in so many different ways to try and get the answer that she wanted. But this uh, fellow psychic could never give her that answer, but she kept coming back, right. kept coming back. So, you know, she obviously was not able to receive the guidance that she needed versus yeah. what she wanted. And so, yes, in terms of, is it my play? to give that guidance well if my commitment is to bring through the guidance and information that will be for their highest good not for their ego but for their highest good then absolutely it's my place if they're coming to me and that is the space that I hold then I I will absolutely share with them and oftentimes my human self will be like squirming like oh no like I know this is not what they're wanting to hear they're wanting to hear this but this so clearly is coming through so I, I need to break the news to them in some way but I have to trust that if that's coming through at that very moment in time that will they need to hear that and look I can't I can't really see into the future in terms of how that will affect them and how that seed that will be planted now will play out in their life and will make such a difference in their life even in the temporary moment of discomfort right now but how beneficial it will be for them in the context of their whole life so I have to trust that whatever comes through is exactly right because the guides whom whom I work with see that greater higher picture that have that greater perspective and always working for the highest good and and you can trust that if they're bringing through something there is a reason for that information coming through Mm -hmm. so yes absolutely my place to to deliver that message even if that person's ego will be yeah very upset yeah by the yeah. information I love that because it does come down to trust and as we talked about before you know your intention is always for the greater good the highest vibration so you know it's never anything other than love and in that high frequency I guess I have one more question on this subject just before we sort of wrap up here and and I guess you know when you mentioned there that you know that woman going to see your uh you know, your, your fellow psychic, you know, she's, she's keeps coming back and she's trying to get a different answer and stuff like that. Do you kind of have a personal, I don't know, maybe limit that you'd be willing to see the same client? Uh, I guess I'm kind of wondering 
free will is super important, but if somebody continues to go and see psychics for support, it doesn't sound to me like they're necessarily making their own decisions. They could be making their decisions based on the guidance they're receiving. Do you have a limit of the amount of times you'll see a particular client a month or a week or a year or anything like that? Yes, absolutely. So it's only, it's once a day. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Gotta get paid, no, it's, girl. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it is for me, um, what I recommend for my clients is no more than once every six months because, and, and that's for me and, and, and every psychic yeah. is different, but I don't want them to become dependent on my channel. And so a big part of my work is, is helping to empower people and to connect with their own guidance system so that they can, um, you know, um, they are their own resource. I, like that is opposite to what the guides are, are wanting to offer us and how they're wanting to guide us. They oftentimes, if someone is becoming too dependent on them, they will pull back and the guidance will just stop because they can see that that person is handing over their power to them. And that is not what they're about. They're about the they're, they're opposite of that. So, so that's some, I'm so glad you asked that question because with this psychic world, it's not about making people dependent on us when we open yeah. our psychic gifts. Um, you know, it, it, it is about empowering people to know that they've got that within themselves. And so, yes, for me, that's a that's a big part of my work and um and that's just an important you know if someone is going to psychics a lot and I used to actually it's funny I I saw so many Mm. psychics um every other week I was seeing a psychic uh yeah because you know it was my life purpose I was so drawn to it I think because it was my life purpose I was like I was obsessed with seeing psychics and at a certain point it was like hey now it's time to trust myself Yes. Now it's time. Now it's time to trust yeah. myself. So but you can blame a psychic um, for I, all your issues if they tell you the wrong thing, <laughs> right? I'm sure. Exactly. That's very convenient, very convenient, isn't it? Exactly. Yes. Oh, I don't have to take responsibility. Very, very. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it can be a trap that people fall into giving their power away and having someone else make the decision mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. So good. And I guess that's a perfect segue into you have a book coming out and it's all about, you know, basically making sure that you are whole. So why don't we talk about that and how people can get a hold of you? And also, yeah. obviously, if there's anything that you wanted to mention today that I, I didn't ask you, please feel free to, uh, to speak on that now. Yeah, sure. Um, so first of all, um, people can contact me um, through my website, which is divine-works.com.au and I do offer readings and mentoring sessions and I'll be offering some in-person workshops and Zoom workshops soon Um, but just on my book so it's Journey into Wholeness and I was guided to write this book after walking the Camino which is a pilgrimage through Spain and um, I it's interesting I was very very guided to do this walk it was in 2017 or 2016 I believe and I had been receiving out of nowhere I had been receiving this very very strong guidance to do this walk and it was showing up everywhere like movies were on tv about this walk and I went on this walk and a lot opened up for me and I began to connect with something within myself that I hadn't felt I don't know if ever in my life, obviously when I was a baby, but this experience of absolute wholeness and completeness within myself. And it was so beautiful. And it just, you know, what was born out of that was this book. I felt compelled to write about it. I felt compelled to um, assist people in, in, in understanding that they too have this, this wholeness within themselves and that it is our birthright to experience wholeness during our journey on this on this earth and so many people you know they feel lost they feel confused they don't know they haven't connected with themselves and who they really are and 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 it is about the shedding of the many layers of the identity and and who we've believed ourselves to be to be able to connect with this wholeness so you know that's a little bit about about the book and the energy of the book. And it's really beautiful. It's got a few of my uh, stories during my time in the Camino, which are quite funny, like some of the things that I experienced. 
um, and also a lot of um, the ingredients and the tools that we need to that help us to access mm-hmm. the space of wholeness. So that's a little bit about the book. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'll put a link to all your stuff in the show notes. Uh, I know you've got tons of courses, lots of things coming up. Um, as you mentioned, your workshops. Thank you so much for being here. And I do want to extend an invitation for you to come back on the show anytime. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Yay. I, I've absolutely loved it, Lauren. Thank you for having me. I would love to come back just anytime. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.